The Lord's Supper is different than any kind of meal. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on today in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to finish the chapter today as we will be studying verses 23 through 34. Paul goes on in the theme that began in yesterday's teaching where he was correcting the Corinthian believers in the way that they were practicing the Lord's Supper. And it had devolved from the sacred remembrance of what Jesus had done into essentially a dinner party. And Paul was correcting that error and saying that this is not how we are to practice the Lord's Supper. The Eucharist has deep sacred meaning for those who profess faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so today Paul goes on in um, uh, sharing about uh, the Lord's Supper and passing on what was passed on to him uh, as it related to uh, the remembrance of the Eucharist. And so uh, let's prepare our hearts for our time of study as we go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you for this opportunity to pause and study your word with my friends. May your spirit guide us in our time of study today. Lord, may the words um, speak richly to our hearts and open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to receive what you have for us today through your word. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Here's what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 34. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home, so that when you meet together it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give further directions. Now you can see that Paul is following up um, on the line of correction that he was uh, beginning this discussion on in yesterday's teaching. Uh, reminding them, don't come to the Lord's table hungry, eat at home first. Come so that you can be prepared to enter this moment and receive the sacraments in a manner that is worthy. Um, And so Paul begins the teaching by going back through uh, the night in the upper room with Jesus and his disciples when Jesus um, inaugurated this strange meal we call Eucharist. 
um, this meal where he took bread from the table and a glass of wine and he did something that the disciples had never seen or heard him do before. I imagine he waited until he had their attention. (laughs) Then he picked up the loaf and it was a common loaf that would have been on every um, Jewish table during this meal of celebration at the Passover. And he had given thanks for it. He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup and he said to them, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this when you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. It's kind of a heady thing that we do when we participate in the Lord's Supper. And uh, it's not something that we should take lightly. It's not something that we should treat as though it's just another rote tradition of the church. It is simply something deeply embedded with meaning for each of us who have come to saving faith in Christ, for each of us who profess him as Lord. Because we're remembering in this meal, in this supper, exactly what Jesus has done for us. His broken body, his poured out blood uh, for the forgiveness of our sins. And when we remember him in this way, uh, we are proclaiming his death until his return. So then Paul goes into uh, verses 27 through 32, challenging us to examine our hearts before we participate in the Lord's Supper. Challenging us to pause before we partake and to look if there's any sinful thing in us that would keep us from taking uh, communion, from participating in this act of remembrance in a worthy way. And if there is something in our lives that would prevent us from participating in a worthy way, we ought not participate. We ought to withhold from participating until we've made that thing right with the Lord or made that thing right with another brother or sister or a person in our life, whatever the situation may be, so that we're not taking it in a a manner that would be worthy of judgment. Um, so there is an act of discernment involved, an act of examine of the heart involved before we participate in the Lord's Supper. I'm always grateful when uh, churches I'm visiting uh, give an opportunity for people to pause and pray and confess and consider their hearts before participating in the Lord's Supper. Gives us time to do some business with God in that moment. Perhaps there's something that we're carrying that we weren't even realizing was so heavy on our hearts until we were challenged to look closely at our hearts and go, should I participate in the Lord's Supper today? Can I do this in a worthy way? Um, And so that's a beautiful challenge that Paul uh, calls us into in verses 27 through 32. I think one thing missing in a lot of Christians' lives is the opportunity to examine their hearts before the Lord. Um, on a regular basis. Uh, It's the Psalm 139 um, uh, that uh, questions of examine that David put before the Lord. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Uh, Test me and see if there's any uh, way in me that's not according to your goodwill. Test my anxious thoughts. Where are the fears and anxieties keeping me from trusting you? Those questions of examine are very important for us 
And for many of us, that reflective side of our Christian experience is often missing. Uh, Some people have a habit of journaling, and I love spending time in my journal, where I'm just reflecting on my life and my concerns, on the things that are heavy on my heart, in the presence of the Lord. The whole act is kind of an act of prayer, where I'm reflecting on my heart before the Lord in His presence. And I think we need more times like that in our Christian walk, where we can really look close at our hearts and ask the Lord to help us see them as they are. And then Paul continues in verses 33 and 34, So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should eat together. And so we wait until everyone's been served. We participate in uh, eating the bread, which is symbolic of Jesus' body, and then we participate in drinking the cup, which is symbolic of Jesus' blood spilled out for us. We do it in unison as a community. This is an act of community. This is not something that we do alone uh, with the Lord one-on-one. We do this as often as we are gathered in remembrance of him. And then uh, Paul says, if anyone's hungry, eat at home before getting together to participate in the Lord's Supper um, so that you're not tempted to overdo it. <laughs> and uh, I think that's good advice. And Paul had some more that he needed to say to them, but he was going to hold off until he could come to be with them once again. All right, my friends, this is a powerful teaching. Um, In another week or two, many of our churches will be celebrating the Lord's Supper. Uh, If you're a participant in the Catholic faith or in uh, the Anglican faith or in the Lutheran faith, you might be partaking of the Lord's Supper this week and remembering of uh, Jesus' amazing sacrifice for us. All right, my friends, may this teaching continue to resonate in our hearts as we consider these words today. God bless.